everybody welcome back to truer crime it's me joe wild joined by my co-host easy and we are ready to walk you through another week of crime except for this week there might not have actually been a crime but because it is the halloween season we got something spooky for you we're gonna spook it up in this wench we're gonna spook it up with the disappearance of elisa lamb remember this one's explicit we can swear on this one I don't know, I just I sometimes I throw wenches into things. Okay. Um, with the winch. Shut up. Um so all right. We're gonna go through the uh the base facts of this uh unique, to say the least, case. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll hit you some more details later. So uh this is disappearance of Lisa Lamb. All right, so starting off the story, this this happened back in 2013. On January 26th, Elisa Lam arrived in L.A. from British Columbia, and she was there traveling alone as a break from her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Uh, Elisa, part of her trip was that she had promised to call her parents every day because her parents were super nervous about her going on this trip by herself. she did that she had never done anything like this before, so they were very nervous. Um, and throughout the trip, she had been calling them every day. Uh, but then on January 31st, no contact from her. Just to be fair, like I, I would start freaking out. There, there was one day where my daughter was traveling by herself and she didn't call me or let me know. Uh, you can call me clingy. You can call me weird. You can call me uh, overprotective. But you know what? If my daughter's all by herself in a city like Los Angeles, that's big. Oh, it's hard for me to like imagine the idea of letting a child of mine go on a trip by themselves anyway. And I'm not, I'm not trying to call out her parents as bad parents. I'm just saying that it would be that I definitely understand because some people have called them like helicopter parents, like demanding she be in contact with them. Like I totally understand that mindset. Yeah. Cause you want to check in on your kid and make sure your kid's okay. Especially if you have a close relationship with them. I mean, some people don't, most people don't. So maybe they don't understand that talking to your parents every day is something that can be cool mm-hmm. or good. So I'm, I'm on team parents like, hey, check in with your kid if they're on a trip. They can tell you cool stories. You guys can talk about the stuff that you did that day. It's a good time. So I'd recommend calling your parents. Mm-hmm. Tell your mommy lover. Um, let's see. So Elisa uh, was staying at a hotel in Los Angeles. It's kind of a famous hotel. It's called the Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. Cecil, like the lion that asshole Dennis shot a few years ago and made Jimmy Fallon cry. Um, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I also remember the dude that they put on 911 that was supposed to be him. They got eaten by a tiger. That was dope. Uh, Jimmy Fallon crying because a lion got shot was kind of annoying. I'm not even going to lie. Was it's, it Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. So it, was, uh, it wasn't Kimmel? It was one of them. Which one's Which one's Fallon? Fallon's the skinnier one that does with the The one that's uh, alcoholic? Oh, yeah. It was Kimmel then. No, it was. You know what? It was one of them, and I genuinely don't care which one of them it was because they're the same person to me. Um, I'm on Team Conan. I like Team Conan. I actually like Jimmy Kimmel a lot, so he's definitely my favorite of the two Jimmys. Well, did he cry about a lion? I can't remember. Okay. Definitely Conan, though, first. For me, it's Conan, then Jimmy Kimmel, then Valor. For me, it's Conan, and then a very steep drop to everybody else. Seth Myers is definitely at the bottom of the barrel. This is, has nothing do, to do with Do you not like the shape of his nose? No, I just... Don't think he's as funny as those other guys. 
All right. Well, Seth Myers, you're not a very funny person. Oh, James Corden, too. Sorry. Anyways, back to the actual point of the show. <laughs> okay, James Corden's going to be in Cats, and I'm not ready for it. That's a hate crime to society, that movie. And that we haven't is. even seen it yet. Anyways, back to the show. All right. So, anyways, like Joe was saying, she was at the Cecil, right? So, the Cecil is a very spooky, dark place that has a very goofy name. And don't worry, we're going to get more into that darkness here in a little while. Yeah, so her parents, because they hadn't heard from her in a couple of days, they're like, okay, something's really up. We're going to call the Cecil. So they call the Cecil, and the police searched the premises of the hotel, but they couldn't find her. And on February 13th, 14th. So St. Valentine's Day, 2013, the Los Angeles Police Department released the surveillance footage from the Cecil Hotel in hopes that it would bring attention or help anyone uh, help with the search for, for Elisa. Um, and then this security cam footage is eerie. Um, in it, you can see, so the security camera is mounted inside the elevator and you can see the doors open and you can see Elisa kind of, she rushes into the elevator and then proceeds to press every single button multiple times and she keeps like she she rotates from hiding in the corner of the elevator to stepping outside the door and looking. And towards the end of the video, she begins to gesture her hands kind of odd. And it appears that she is talking to someone that is either um, out of the view of the camera uh, frame or potentially isn't there at all. This is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen in my life, because uh, you're, you're seeing someone have a manic episode. You are. And it's, it is, I've seen the security footage, uh, in research for this episode. Uh, it's all over YouTube if you choose to watch it. Um, it's definitely eerie is really the only way I can describe it. Yeah. It, it's spooky. It goes, it's like the slide whistle. It's like, uh, slide whistle. yeah, thank you. So it, it's like the slide whistle coming up and down. Or that one weird antenna thing that makes the, the weird noise. I mean, that, that should be the background to this video because it, it, she's talking to thin air and you can see her talking to thin air. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend and I wouldn't even talk to him. I, I just like we could communicate telepathically. So but she's having a conversation with something or someone or with herself. It, it, you, you can't see it. So anyways, uh, five days after the police released the security footage, the Cecil hotel staff, uh, they had a, a very disgusting and gut wrenching complaint. So basically uh, there were complaints coming all over the hotel of low water pressure. And then there started to be complaints of poor tasting discolored water. See now, see now when I think about poor tasting discolored water, I think that there's like rust or there's like dirt. In my water, right? I'm well, like, the very first thing hmm. I think is I'm not going to drink that, which that's what's strange to me is that somebody saw the discolored water and was like, eh, it's L.A. Yeah, it's L.A. I mean, they got crappy water. I'm just going to take a little swig of this water. There's like a tooth flowing in it, but I don't oh, care. God. I'm just going to take a little chug. I'm just going to make sure I don't swallow that tooth. Well, and then I think you most likely can infer where this is going next. Um, the Cecil, being a very old hotel, had old school water tanks up on the top for the water storage. Oh no. Yep. Uh, a maintenance worker 
uh, went up to check the tanks to see, you know, if he could find the source of what's causing the low pressure and the ugly, bad taste in water. And when he cracks open the lid, um, he sees the body of Lisa Lamb. That's upsetting. That is not... Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It is also important to note that the lid was closed. Uh, and according to, I've seen a couple different sources. I've seen some people say the lid weighs about 40 pounds. I've seen other people say it weighs about 20 pounds. Either way, it would have been very difficult for somebody to get inside the tank and close it themselves. Is basically what I'm trying to get out there. Again, more on that later. Um, in order to retrieve the body, though, the tank had to be completely drained. Um, and then the LA fire department had to come and cut the tank open to retrieve the body. Um, surprisingly, this has not been featured on an episode of nine one one yet. I'm sure it will. I think it's just a matter of time before they get to this, because this case is so famous. I mean, and they pull from so much real life stuff. It's only a matter of time before they get to the water tank. I bet you know, Buck is involved as well. Buck is uh, always involved. Buck's the best. We love Buck. Of course. We love nine one one. If you don't watch nine one one. Watch 911. It's fantastic. Treat yourself. You should. Uh, for real, though. So th- this is obviously like a very sad and upsetting ending to this story. I wish I could tell you guys that she graduated from college and uh, met a MBA student. They fell in love and had seven children, but uh, this isn't that podcast. <laughs> seven sounds like a lot. Well, you know what? That's, that's what they wanted. Okay. okay. That's the number they wanted. Okay. Well. I like it. Um, now, moving forward. Uh the death was eventually ruled to be accidental by the LA police department um, and the coroner's office. The last person uh, to remember seeing Elisa alive was the owner of a bookstore that was located across the street from the Cecil. Um, and the woman there remembers uh, Elisa buying books and telling her that they were gifts for her family members back home. Um, and in a quote to CBS LA, she said, uh, it seemed like she had plans to return home and plans to give things to her family members and reconnect with them. That, that's pretty sad because that tells me that she was planning on going home. Also, yes. Do we know what book she bought for them? We don't. I, I couldn't. I never saw that anywhere. Um, I do know that this was uh, the day of the disappearance. This was earlier in the day on the 31st is when this uh, transaction happened. So hmm. I'm also surprised... I guess this is also an older hotel, but there's it no, is. It was open in nineteen twenty seven. No video or no recording, no security up on the roof as well. No recording of any of the other the stairway at least nothing. Just found the videos of her in the elevator. Yeah. That's it. And so yeah, so I mean if we're gonna go with the accidental, so she obviously had her manic episode after she had bought the books. Had bought purchased. Correct. She did. She did bought. She did uh, bought those books, and then she had a manic episode. So uh, let's give some background on Elisa. So she had been previously diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, and was taking multiple medications for it. As someone who's also taking medications for uh, certain mental maladies, I can identify with that, and I feel bad for her. Uh, same. I actually one of the sites that I was researching, strangely. Uh, had a list of the medications that she was on, which felt kind of illegal, but I noticed uh, she was taking one of the ones that she was prescribed is actually one of the ones that I take daily, Wellbutrin. So, I can really relate to that. Yeah, so it, it's just, it's a story of someone who's going, like, to discover the world, 
look outside herself and meeting a tragic end, which one makes this case very interesting. And it also uh, second just raises a whole bunch of questions as to how she got in the water tank. Why were there absolutely no witnesses in the middle of the day? And why did this all happen? Well, can I also say how strange it is that this is all happening with also the mental health stuff coming in. It makes me wonder, I don't want to be that guy, but if this is paranormal, how much of that paranormal activity has caused his mental health issues? Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We'll get to it. Ooh. Yep, so let's get to it. All right. So Ellen. Elisa. I'm just thinking about just call America's her favorite daytime talk t- talk host that isn't Oprah. There's what definitely- did Ellen DeGeneres have to say about this? So Ellen posted on her blog. No, I'm just kidding. So Elisa posted on her blog about her struggles. And part of her trip was to try to clear her head before going back to school. She had even written about her mental health and its effect on her schoolwork, writing that in a year and a half, she'd only been able to complete three courses. Mm. I mean, it shows that, I mean, this was something that was affecting her severely um it's it's tough i mean i can relate well i myself what i am struggling and when i'm having hard times one of my favorite things to do is to go on a trip or to get out i feel sometimes i'm so boxed in even though i could do whatever i want you know i have my own car i have money i could go to different little places nearby but i love to travel and i could kind of feel for her as well just something about escaping, whether it's the valley or even the state you're living in, is is huge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge. well, it's it's huge like your wallet, Jeff. Uh, if you know, you know uh, this is an audio format, so you can't tell. But Jeff mentioned that he has money. Uh, he's wearing a top hat and a monocle right now, and he's he twirling is. his mustache while he looks at me. He is he, and this is not a Halloween costume to be the Monopoly Man. That's just how he looks. And I must say, I must feel so comfortable in these chakra-like Monopoly man pants. <laughs> but um, back to the real story. One thing that I will say is that's probably also why her parents were so not necessarily willing, but maybe okay with her doing it is because they knew that this would be beneficial for her. Yeah, they they probably looked at it as something that would help clear her head. Probably also, it also helps explain why they were so nervous about it as well, though. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. I mean... Look, I would be okay with, like, I'd be worried if my kid didn't have those problems or had a lesser uh, severity or those problems were less severe in their life going on a trip like that by themselves. So to have someone with her her severity of illness travel alone is a big risk. And it's understandable why they would be so worried about her because they've probably been taking care of her all this time. And they put so much love and effort into it. It's really tragic that the story had to end this way. Mm-hmm. So, um when Elisa first entered or first checked into the Cecil hotel, she had booked uh, a shared room that was kind of like a hostel style room. Um, they're not super common in the U S in fact, I've never actually heard of one in the U S until this. Um, but she was in a room that had uh, two other women in it. Um, but Elisa was quickly moved to her own private room um, due to quote unquote odd behavior. Um, and complaints coming from the other two women that were in the shared room. Uh, I searched. I couldn't find anything to really give a description as to what the odd behavior was. Um, but that coupled with uh, the surveillance footage, coupled with uh, the belief that she had not been taking her medication, 
that leads us to where the LA police department and coroner's office, as well as most people uh, associate or believe the cause of death was either suicide or accidental. I mean, there's like, I know someone who has had bipolar disorder and they got naked and started swimming in like a public canal. Mm -hmm. So it's not too far outside the realm of possibility for me to think that she thought that she needed to go inside the water tank, got inside the water tank and couldn't get out and drowned. And it's, it, for me, that that's what more what I lean to uh, when it comes to this is that, that, that she she died in a terrible, a totally preventable accident. If someone had just, you know, kept her from going on the roof, there was limited roof access to the guests. Unfortunately, I mean, I think you're right. It there was there's so much uh, that there's so much that's unaccounted for due to the fact that this is such an old hotel with such a you know lack in security cameras and security footage the fact that she was by herself the fact that she wasn't speaking with anybody at the time I mean, it was just it's a lot of it has to be filled in um another thing that was uh, theorized was that she was on uh hallucinogens um i will say this that the coroner's report did show that there was nothing on the toxicology report so she wasn't on any hallucinogens so uh, it wasn't that that was the cause um now Elise's death was not the first one to take place at the Cecil Hotel. Uh, And we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the dark history of the hotel. Hi, guys. If you like this podcast and more, go to our website, which is runwildmedia.wixsite.com. Let me say that one more time for all you cool people out there. It is runwildmedia.wixsite.com. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, as I teased before we went to the break, uh, the dark history of the Cecil Hotel. So, let's see. The history of this hotel is pitch black. It really is. This is, like I said earlier, uh, if you missed it, the building was opened in 1927. Um, now, the first reported death that I was able to find is just another bizarre case. Uh, 1944, a 19-year-old woman who was staying there with her. Uh, this is horrifying. It's it's a dude. It's a married dude she was having an affair with. Um, mm. I don't know what to call that. Can I can I add a preface to this story? Like, go th- ahead. This gives the TLC story, like, or the show, like, I didn't know I was pregnant, and then it like takes it up to eleven and gives it a dark twist ending. Oh yeah. Uh, fair warning for this next bit. This is gonna be upsetting. Um, that's why I'm kind of leading off with this as far as the dark history because it doesn't necessarily get better, but it doesn't get worse. Um, so, 19 year old woman, she wakes up in the middle of the night in very p- bad pain. She goes to the bathroom. And gives birth to a baby she didn't know she was pregnant with. Oh, gosh. Uh, She panics. She supposedly did not think the baby was alive. And her thought process was to throw it out the window. Where it landed on the roof of the neighboring building. 
Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. The baby did not live, and the woman spent the majority of the rest of her life in a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. That sounds very appropriate punishment to me. For yeah. Murdering a baby. That's uh, so sad. It's they, like I said, this is what I'm talking about when there's just so much bizarre things that have happened around this hotel. Uh, next, we have uh, 1962. Um, 65 year old man named George Gianni walking down the street in front of the Cecil Hotel when he is struck by a falling woman. A 27 year old woman named Pauline Otten jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband. And fell on top of Gianni, killing them both. Oh my gosh. That is extremely unique. That is not something you hear every day. So I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, in second grade, it was the last day of school. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Did a teacher jump off the roof of the school and kill a kid? Oh my. No. Holy well, crap. Just well, no. Given what just happened, you're going to jump in with some kind of story no, that's I'm happened to you. I'm not about to tell something terribly dark like that. I'm trying to bring levity to this. So, okay. anyways, um, yeah, there's a triple homicide. No, I'm just kidding. We're full so, send on the darkness right now, buddy. You're yeah, going to have to. Okay, so it was last day of school, right? And one of the things that I loved doing on the playground was jumping off the top of the slide. There's like three swirls around it, there's like 10 foot drop. I would, so I was playing a lot of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, right? So, I love like jumping and then doing the role that link does off of it. Cause it made me feel like link anyways. So I jump off the top of the slide and I thought no one was like walking past this kid, like walked right out under me and I landed right on top of him. And I remember this kid cause he had a giant mole on the side of his neck. Oh, oh. <laughs> poor mole kid. Yeah. Yeah. Mole, mole kid so I, I wrecked him and I got in big trouble and I spent the day, uh, like cleaning, like doing things for the teacher to make up for wrecking that kid. Well, I will say this: that is a much better story than a Miss Wilkins jumping off and crushing. Oh my gosh! Three kids <laughs> jumping off the. No, no, Miss Wilkins. No, no, no. So she got arrested later. Though. Um. Also, a couple years later, 1964, there was uh, another murder, uh, unsolved murder of an undocumented citizen. Not a lot is known about that one from what I was able to find. Um, There's a mob murder. It seems like it was more just like a a migrant worker Mm. who got killed by somebody and the police didn't care enough to really investigate it. Gotcha. That sucks. Yeah, that's Um, Then things uh, calm down a little bit. Just kidding. They get weirder. Uh, So 1986, serial killer. Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, a.k.a. the dude who drew a pentagram on his hand during his court hearing and proclaimed a love of Satan while being charged for 13 murders. Uh, He lived at the Cecil for roughly a year, uh, and he lived there because the Cecil is one of those hotels that you can pay $14 a night to sleep there. Yeah, I wonder um, why. Yeah, because it's, I, I have no it idea seems why. like it's a super classy place. Why does no one close this place down? Because uh, it's cheap. Um, and I think, I think honestly, a good portion of its business now is like true crime enthusiasts who just want to go check out the place where Richard Ramirez lived and Lisa Lamb disappeared and things like that. Um, so tourism. also, Richard Ramirez is living there while he is actively being a serial killer. Oh, and no. would reportedly, uh, after 
murdering someone would throw his bu- his bloody clothes in the dumpster behind the Cecil, and he knew he could get away with this because there were so many um, homeless people that lived back there, and it was not common for them to it was not uncommon for them to fight or OD or something like that. So seeing bloody clothes wouldn't really stand out that much. Um, and then because it's that kind of building, he would either walk to his hotel room in his underwear or just fully nude. Oh, that's the kind of place we're dealing with where a dude can wander the hallways completely naked and have it not be that big a deal. I'm upset. Yeah. I'm just thinking is it reminds me of the cards against humanity card where you wake up naked at a Denny's in the Denny's parking lot at like 4am at night. Don't ask me why, but that's what came to my mind. After you murder somebody or what? I don't know. Just, okay. just a dumpster and nude and night. night just, nice doctor. I'm just trying to think, like, what's the front office thinking? They're like, all right, this is like the third time this week this dude's walked in your butt, butt-ass naked. Uh, nothing weird about that. No, sirree. I'm glad he's paying me that $14 a night. I love making minimum. Well, for oh, real. I mean, how are they? I mean, they can't afford to lose that business. This dude's paying $14 a night. Where are all the witnesses, the too, at this hotel? Like, honestly, first off, this Elisa murder. Like I only... said, like I said, this is a hotel where it is $14 a night. Meaning, what kind of business transactions do you think happen there? Okay. We're... we're... Hotels are a lot shadier than a lot of people think. Like when I grew up watching The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, I'm just going to say that realizing as an adult what exactly hotels were and are, it's been a rude awakening. Well, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody never had $14 rooms where you could basically pay 14 bucks to take a prostitute. Because that's what the Cecil was. So seeing a dude wander around naked, probably not even the most upsetting thing you could see in the hallways of this building. I'm still upset. Now, you're probably thinking... Surely that was the only active serial killer to have lived there. And guess what? You wouldn't be right. Because in 1991, the Cecil was home to yet another serial killer. Austrian killer Jack Unterweger, who had the nickname the Vienna Strangler. uh, He lived there and murdered at least one, but probably more prostitutes. Uh, And he chose the Cecil uh, for two reasons. One because he was a fan of Richard Ramirez, and two, because of its location near, uh, quote, Skid Row. Uh, There's a lot of homeless people, a lot of prostitution in the area. Basically, real easy targets for somebody like him. Jeez. So, Yeah. yeah, multiple serial killers lived at this hotel while they were actively being serial killers. Now, I was a little hungry before we started this. I'm not hungry. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, So, all in all, since its opening in 1967, or 1927, at least 16 different murders or suicides have taken place. As well as countless, uh, well, I shouldn't say countless, but multiple paranormal events. People seeing ghosts, people taking pictures of ghosts, all kinds of stuff. Uh, if went, you want to see some weird blurry photos, you can go ahead and Google Cecil Hotel Haunted and you'll see, you know, some stuff that looks like somebody threw a handful of flour up in the air and took a picture of it. But, you know, it could be a ghost. <laughs> could be. Maybe. Could be Possibly. somebody doing the LeBron thing as well. Allegedly. 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 Let's put a bow on this. So some theorize that Elisa was possessed or coerced by one of the potential spirits in the hotel. 
So I love The Haunting of Hill House, uh, the Netflix horror series. Uh, that's what that made me think of. Uh, spirits, you know, like there's good and bad ones and maybe some bad ones got in the ear of this young girl with mental problems. And that was that. One, I mean, it leads you to believe because uh, throwing it back to what I said earlier, the lid was reportedly closed on the tank. From what I've read, it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get in the tank by yourself and close the lid. Because it's not a tank. You couldn't stand in the tank, and it wasn't full enough to like tread water while you reach up and pull this thing down. So it would be really difficult to get that lid on and get yourself inside at the same time. So that's why a lot of people theorize that there was some help, and given the nature of this hotel... It's not really too far out of the realm of possibility to say it might have been something supernatural. That's your thing. If it's not your thing, things lined up and it ended tragically. So uh, that was the disappearance of Elisa Lamb. And the haunting of the Cecil Hotel. All in one. Don't, don't come at us, Cecil, but I would make a friendly recommendation to anybody out there who's thinking of going to the L.A. area anytime soon. Yeah, you should go to Huntington Beach. Oh, burn it down. Burn the Cecil don't, don't, down. Do not go to Cecil. This does not seem like the location for a this family This is a building that should not exist any Whether longer. You, even if you like paranormal stuff, like just go to a nearby hotel and then visit it. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, don't like live there. This honestly seems like a place that's disgusting and like poorly managed. It seems like it has a very dark history. Honestly, there's 16 different kind of situations, murder, suicides. But I bet you there's countless more. So, Jeff, are you telling me that a murder hotel is poorly managed? Yes. Hmm. That's shocking. I know. I say that kind of, ugh, I don't, yes, of course it is. All right. So, um, I would say get your gas cans ready to take out your insurance on the hotel and burn it down, baby. I mean, let's, I keep going back to this. Two serial killers lived there. Yeah, once you, you know what? One is too much. One is too much. Two live there. It's not like, it's not like you'll random, like you don't constantly come across buildings and it's like, oh yeah, and Ted Bundy lived here. No, serial killers are not that common and it's not common to stumble on a place that they lived. Two of them lived here within a 10 year span. So I'm actually actually going to do something right now. I just want to see the current price for CISA hotel room right now. All right, Jeff. How how much is a CISO hotel room? Can I get in there for like? I'll get I'll give the the floor manager like half a donut and a fart, and then I can get a room. Oh my god, maybe. Let's see. So the price has gone up a little bit. So. Oh, so it's fourteen fifty now. Well, it was fourteen dollars in nineteen eighty six. So I believe now it is at a rate of about ninety eight dollars a night, bro. Go to what? Work. Yeah, right. I yeah. guess I guess with all the paranormal stuff. Oh well, hold on, scroll down. That says with the premium accommodations. Oh, so premium that's like, accommodations is ninety eight dollars a night. Oh, also look at this. This article has a picture of Elisa Lamb on it. Holy crap! Oh, that is terrible. So, that's dark tourism. So man. yeah, this so that's how place. they're advertising this hotel is by showing uh, a woman who disappeared there and was found in their water tank. That's how they advertise. Hey, their hotel. Whoever this guy is on his Facebook comment, Norman Dean Kent, I want to stay there one night. No, you don't, bro. He also commented that seven hours ago. So what are the odds of that? There's one comment on this post and it was seven hours ago. 
Oh man, Norman, you gotta get out of there, man. You don't want to go there, man. Don't you don't do go it. there, Norman. If don't do it. If that's the stuff that interests you, man, like good for you and everything, but don't like put yourself in a situation. Don't you put yourself in a skid row situation, man. You don't want to go there. You don't want to get the bubonic plague, oh, oh, dude. You don't want no plague up in your jeans. Also, what does a platinum edition come with? Like a free prostitute? No, it comes with herpes. <laughs> it comes with a bed that only has, like four different people's blood on it. Here's some nice reviews. So the breakfast consisted of waffles, coffee, tea, oranges, fountain cereal, and murder. Murder. I stayed in a twin room with a shared bathroom and the room had decent views. Murder. This is, that is the entire review. This is now turned into a hotel review podcast. The area, area around sink dirty. The water tastes bad because there's a dead person in it. Well, I mean, and they did replace the tank um there's another dead person in it no jeff they're dead rats there's a difference the rats taste differently i'm upset Uh, my last final comments uh honestly to the parents of lisa this is obviously a very tragic story uh no one wants to hear a story like this and especially with her just trying to escape the world a little bit it's sad that something like this happened whether it be paranormal or someone was involved just, it's a real tragedy. That's my final comments with it. Also, Cecil, tell like if a piece of shit could be turned into a building, I'm pretty sure you're it, baby. Yeah, let's go ahead and shutter this building. And uh, to Elisa Lamb and her family, uh, Godspeed. Godspeed. All right. Well, uh, be good or be good at it. And until then, stay true to yourself. This is a truer crime. True it out. Peace. Ha! <laughs>